0: Another one. Number one. Time for the number one Hulk Hogan Impersonators podcast. That happens, baby. Oh, yeah. I'm here with my brother, Jeff Davis.
1: Hello, Spencer. Uh, (laughs) I I, I truly enjoy your uh, perfect Hulk Hogan impression. And it has really made my day.
0: I smoke the devil's lettuce.
1: The, the, the devil's lettuce?
0: That's a fun fact about Hulk Logan is that he calls uh, uh, weed the devil's lev- lettuce. So but that's a real he, he, factoid.
1: Is he saying smoke the devil's lettuce or do not smoke the devil's lettuce?
0: This is like his not on-screen persona. Um, this is like, if you meet him in the bathroom stall and you're smoking weed, he might say something like, "Oh, is that the devil's lettuce <laughs> or something, you know? But is that, um, him?
1: Is, is that him wanting you to uh, pass over the devil's lettuce or is that him saying, say nope to dope and ugly drugs?
0: I don't think he's saying nope to doke or <laughs> doke or uh, ug to drugs, but I don't think he's specifically wanting. He, you know, he does. He he doesn't take a stance in this scenario. You're just saying um, Hulk Hogan.
1: But, Hulk Hogan will walk into a men's room, see somebody smoking a joint, and give them shit about it. He he will. <laughs> he will call it the devil's lettuce. Um, oh I, I I saw Sammy Davis Jr. when I was a little kid at the Greek amphitheater opening for Frank Sinatra. And he referred to cocaine as the devil's dandruff which I, I think uh, is great
0: man, can you imagine being the devil and your just scalp is just covered in coke that could be amazing
1: yeah I, it's like it's it's one thing to be an angel who's fallen from grace, but also dandruff like I mean, haven't you been through enough? you've fallen <laughs> yeah, out of God's glory and also <laughs> Your shoulders, you can't wear a dark suit anymore because you you, you got the devil's dandruff all over you. But maybe that's where cocaine came from. Maybe the devil's dandruff, that's one of God's curses. And sometimes a curse can be a blessing, Spencer. Uh, The God will give the devil dandruff. But also, um, if you have to stay up late and finish your term paper, that's the stuff you need.
0: Um, it's like in that, that famous chicken noodle man song, snort the devil's sal- scalp until your troubles go away.
1: Snort the devil's scalp. I love yeah. that. Uh, snorting the devil's scalp. I mean, I, I, I don't do cocaine, uh, but, uh, if I ever did it again, I would say I want to snort the devil's scalp.
0: <laughs> I hear if, uh, you go, if, uh, Hulk Hogan goes into a bathroom and you're doing coke, he goes, are you snorting the devil's scalp, brother? <laughs>
1: But then it sounds like a dude that wants you to fucking stop Bogart and <laughs> the, the, uh, the devil's dandruff and pass it over to him.
0: Oh, no. If it's Coke we're talking about, he definitely wants in for sure.
1: There's no way Hulk Hogan didn't do a load of Coke. I mean, just based on his performance, like his level of uh, commitment mm-hmm. and the era that he was working in, he certainly was Cokey, right? He must have been.
0: Yeah. What are other devil names for drugs? Let's see. We got. Um, well, pick, alcohol, a dr- pick a drug.
1: Right? Pick a drug, and I'll give you. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the devil's name for it.
0: Let's just go with alcohol to start. That, that's maybe easier. Maybe hard.
1: Uh, Satan's Satan's sippin's.
0: What about? Speaking of Satan
1: Sippins, I've just poured myself a delicious cup of uh, Frenette Bronca. Cheers. And also, thank you, uh, all you happuccinos out there. Thank you again for listening to whatever the hell Spencer and I are doing. With the help of Kevin Day. Hello, Kevin. Are you alive? Yes, I am. COVID COVID hasn't finally uh, got you.
0: I think I'm going to make you guys. I, I really do. I don't know. I think that's like, you know, the first stage is denial, so... You might be dying. Yeah. The, the,
1: the moment that, he, uh, that Kevin has accepted that COVID has gotten him, then we know it's over.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, in the middle of our show, Kevin will be bargaining uh, with, with COVID, where he tries, to, uh, he tries to make sense out of the fact that he smells cigarette smoke for no reason. And as I said before, he's being gaslit by his girlfriend, and, and she's, <laughs> she, she wants him to go crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I've asked she's denying it, but again, that she could well, be a yeah,
1: yeah, but of, of course. Of course, they, they, uh, that's the first step of being a murderer. Denial. you're going to segue into a true crime podcast real fast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I'm getting my vaccination uh, this coming Wednesday, on the 14th, I believe. I, I'm getting uh, uh, my Johnson & Johnson one-time uh, jab in the arm, and, and uh, then... Guess what, everybody! I'm coming for you. I'm just gonna start oh, making man. out with you, like uh, Willy Nilly. I'm just gonna be out there, just smooching on people, because uh, fuck it.
0: Yeah, I think mine's on the twentieth um, or the eighteenth, but I think it's the twentieth. But yeah, we should. Uh, we should. What are we ever gonna do the podcast in the same room, Jeff?
1: That would be ideal. Um, you know, for, for listeners that don't know that uh, Spencer and I had a an idea that we were going to do a podcast in a live setting at, these, uh, at a very cool venue. Uh, I, I won't say what it is yet because it, it, we might change it. But it'll be very fun one day to have a live audience like we had with Harmontown at the, uh, the Nerd Melt or the Dynasty Typewriter. And uh, there'll be musical guests. Uh, Open Mic Eagle wants to be a part of it. Uh, Robbie Falks. It'll be, it'll be a, a groove Groovtastic.
0: I can't wait to bomb in front of a live audience.
1: Wait, Spencer, I I haven't seen you in one week, and you shaved your beard, and already you have a fucking full beard again. It's already come back.
0: I think it's been a couple weeks or something, but I don't remember.
1: Like, look at my facial hair for for listeners and and who are watching. This is four days. Just a light stubble.
0: Uh, I was going to say, and what Jeff is gesturing to is nothing. (laughs) But I only have you in a small a small viewing window, so
1: yeah, it looks like a uh, a light stubble i don't know shaving is stupid and I also I, I don't think i'm ever going get I, I don't think I'm ever going to get good at it. You can buy the most mm-hmm. expensive razor and uh it sucks I, I mean i i guess as a as a as a man talking to uh, uh an audience full of what I hope is at least fifty percent uh women uh shaving your legs must be an enormous bummer mm-hmm. uh that must like yeah you have to i don't know I, I i always picture just you have to lay in a bathtub and i it, it's probably more glamorous than it actually is but no shaving your legs must be a, a pain uh just shaving your face every day i shave my face i think about the first time i shaved my face when i was cutting myself and it was a wreck but like what, I'm forty-seven years old, Spencer. When am I ever gonna get good at shaving? It's always, you then you 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 finish and there's a little patch that you missed and you're like, it's, it's fuck it, I hate it. And then like, yeah, I I buy razors from Gillette. I used to shoplift them, Spencer. If I can be quite honest with you, I used to shoplift my razors because Gillette, whether or not you agree that it's the best a man can get. I would steal them because I I heard uh, tell that they used to uh, test products on animals. They did animal testing. So I was against that. Mm -hmm. But now they keep the razors behind lock and key at the Gelson's down the street. Like, they know that uh, Gelson's, they're they're conflict razors. That's (laughs) what I'm trying to tell you people.
0: Oh, Uh, no. Yeah. Where do they buy them?
1: Every time you nick yourself and cut yourself with a Gillette razor, uh, it's that's not just your blood; it's the blood of countless monkeys and rodents or whatever they fucking chickens. I don't know how they fucking do it.
0: <laughs> they shave chickens. This will shave the feathers right off a of chicken.
1: If if I weren't such a a uh, a libtard vegetarian, I would mm-hmm. I would say I wouldn't want any razor that hadn't already been tested on chickens. If you can shave a chicken, then that's a razor that you fucking want, right? I I don't know.
0: Yeah, because, you know, feathers, they have the the quill of the feather is like this big uh, tube made out of fingernails. You know, if you could hack through that, who knows what's possible.
1: Would a a chicken... Spencer, put yourself in a chicken's uh, shoes. Do chickens wear shoes? I
0: do, of course.
1: Okay. Would you rather... You're a chicken, Spencer. Um, mm-hmm. ro- ro- roll roll initiative All right. We're, we're, we're going to do a little a little side game uh, <laughs> Animal testing D&D right now Wait, wait, wait what your you roll? You got a three You got a three Okay, I'll, okay, I'll go first
0: Yeah
1: <laughs> uh, I come into your chicken coop And I grab you by the feet And ignoring your chicken shoes I take out a Gillette razor and start to try and shave you. And let's, mm-hmm. w- 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 what do I have to roll for that? Just, just, just an, a regular Gillette attack?
0: I think, yeah, my AC is probably like a 7. So
1: 7? Okay, so it, it it mildly shaves the feathers, but mostly it just irritates your chicken skin. Uh, uh, s- some feathers come out, but the quill is still in there. Uh, what do oh, you do? no.
0: I was ready for some, some baby smooth chicken skin, but now I'm I, left I, I, with I, I, this, this irritation.
1: Not with your fucking seven save. I, ro- I rolled pretty low.
0: <laughs> oh, no. So I guess <laughs> wait, 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 itch, wait, 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 I scratch. What,
1: what mm-hmm. is it? it? What is it, What is a chicken's armor class?
0: I said I was like maybe an eight. Well, okay. they probably have more if they have uh, their dexterity bonus, because you imagine <laughs> they're pretty dexterous.
1: Oh, have you ever tried to catch a chicken? It's hard. It's hard you, you've seen Rocky. It's hard to do.
0: yeah but then you said that you already were holding the chicken so they're not going to get their dex bonus there you know
1: correct thank you see that's that's why you're the dungeon master and i am not okay so it's your move chicken go ahead
0: uh i guess
1: just for fun give me the name of the chicken so i know who i'm dealing with right now melvis melvis
0: (laughs) melvis Melvis beacon melvis Melvis beacon Um, (laughs) Baby's okay. chickens chicken brother.
1: Okay, so it, it it's uh, I think I think we're in combat mode, so it's your turn.
0: <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to try to itch the irritated skin, see if I can s- relieve some of that irritation.
1: Okay, that's a critical fail. Uh you no, you, no. you 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 take one of your chicken feet. Uh it, the fact that you're wearing a shoe gives you less <laughs> scratchiness. Sure. And all, all all you do is just ruffle your feathers and make it a little bit worse. <laughs>
0: yeah okay um then i'm gonna i'm gonna go for a peck can i get a peck in anywhere on a, like yeah, an yeah. armor r-
1: r- what is your what, what is your peck bonus
0: I, I i'd imagine at least a two or a three i got a nine
1: okay so uh yes you you peck at the gillette uh animal tester and uh you you deal six damage
0: Holy shit! <laughs> what does that uh, he, look like?
1: He 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 runs from the. Uh, here, I'll tell you what it looks like. He runs from the room, rethinking his life choices, and goes to his bosses and gets on the phone to Gillette headquarters in. I'm I'm going to say Racine, Wisconsin. Sure. I don't know where they are, but let's just say it's Racine. Uh, Yes, I was right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, rolled, I rolled the correct uh, geographical reference. And he says, look, um, I don't think shaving a chicken is a great way to prove the, the, the quality of a razor meant to shave faces or legs. I think mm. what we should do is uh, let, all, let all these animals free. And uh, Kevin, uh, do you have any dice with you? I do not. Okay,
0: well... The, what? Spencer roll for, roll, for, roll for me. Okay. This uh, is an sp- outrage.
1: Sp- Spencer, uh, no, Kevin, you are the, the, the CEO of Gillette Razor Incorporated, and uh, how, how do you respond to this? The guy is saying, basically, let's stop animal testing because it really doesn't... Uh, how does a chicken uh, be a good analog for the, the human flesh and the skin? Uh, how do you respond, Kevin? Uh, I fly into a rage and attack you. <laughs> oh shit! I, I I forgot my mistake. As I I forgot that the head of Gillette is a barbarian. So he, uh, So he goes into a CEO rage. And, and what 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 is your response? What is your? Uh, you, I mean, you, we're, we're we're over the phone right now, but maybe you can cast a spell or something. Like
0: that? Oh no. Um,
1: yeah, I cast an audible attack over the phone, deafening you. <laughs> All right, uh, Spencer, roll for him.
0: All right. Oh, boy, that's that's going to be a 19. Oh, so that's shit. That's a hit. Dealing, Assuming a hit's possible.
1: Dealing audible damage to my to my ears?
0: He's deafened for 1d6 rounds. Shit. That's five rounds. All How right. are you going to finish this phone call now?
1: <laughs> I hang up. Oh, no. Am am, am, am I still with an outraged chicken?
0: Well, I think you ran out of the room. So unless you drop, if you drop the chicken, then no. But if you ran out of the room, holding the chicken,
1: I go, I go back, I go back into the room and I retrieve the chicken and I hold him gently. And I say, I know that you don't speak English. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know that. I'm assuming that you don't (laughs) speak English, but I certainly don't speak. Bach, Bach. Sure. Uh, I take the chicken, and I flee out to the parking lot where my uh, my Toyota Prius is, uh, is parked, and I take the chicken home and run, no- knowing that I'm fired because the barbarian head of Gillette is after me now. I take the <laughs> chicken. And I say, wherever whatever happens to me, um, I'm, no- I'm not going to let anything bad happen to you, chicken.
0: And then I say, thank you.
1: Whoa! Oh! Oh cliffhanger! <laughs> the chicken spoke oh, English shit. the whole time. The chicken
0: this, spoke That's English. why we can't, we can't, um, we can't be testing on these majestic creatures.
1: We don't. I, I think it's so specious to assume that animals don't speak the uh, lingua franca or whatever, whatever the, uh, the language that they're dealing with. I guess if you're a chicken mm-hmm. and you've been dealing with english-speaking doctors long enough you're going to pick up a little bit of english sure right
0: i mean especially if you're undergoing tests like who knows okay. what could happen
1: um i also uh, pull over to the side of the road at some point and take a rest for an hour so i can uh reheal my six damage that i took when the chicken pecked me
0: <laughs> yeah no that's fine
1: okay i kind of want to keep playing this uh, this chicken <laughs> chicken story
0: chicken story chicken run Chicken Chicken
1: Run. It's not Shatter Run. It's Chicken
0: Run. Why was Chicken Run, you know, did you ever see that movie, Chicken Run?
1: Was that one of those, um, like, claymation situations? Yeah. Yeah, I did see it. What's his name? Who who makes those?
0: Uh, I think Wallace makes them. Or Gromit? Not
1: not Gromit. Yeah, Wallace makes them. I I I forget the director. Um, (laughs) I don't know yeah yeah everything uh they make is fantastic didn't their studio burn down and they lost a bunch of shit like 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 all their (laughs) all all their dolls and puppets i I
0: don't know that's crazy if that happened that's horrible i think i didn't know that yeah yeah well i mean the name chicken run it sounds kind of like it's supposed to be a like a pun of something you know but is it is there like a pun what chicken run chicken run yeah is there a pun in there anywhere because I can't I think a chicken
1: out. run is something that, like, if, if you live in Britain, like you, like, you can have a dog run where it's, like, mm-hmm. a little side, like, in a little courtyard for your dog. I think a chicken run is not an actual thing. I don't know. Somebody, uh, Kevin, okay. has put, put up on the chat, uh, Spencer, on Discord, somebody asked, where's the sign-up sheet to make out with Jeff? Um, sure. I, I'm, I'm assuming on Discord. Yeah. Um, I, I want... S- send a pick and resume, and uh, <laughs> w- next episode, sitting right next to me will be the person that I've chosen to make out with. Also, can we, Kevin? Is it possible for us to drop the image that the fan art of, that? Oh God!
0: Oh yeah! Can they <laughs> see that? <laughs>
1: yeah. Is everybody is everybody seeing this right now? That's watching this. Yes, they are. Holy smokes! I like
0: my expression. It's like. how would you characterize my expression? Even
1: I would say bemused resignation.
0: To me, it looks like uh, it's kind of like an it's a living kind of.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a living. Should describe
0: this for our listeners, by the way.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, what's happening to listeners, Spencer? You're like describe this. uh, Maybe let's get the D and D music, and and Spencer can uh, can describe this fantastic artwork. And who is it drawn by? Uh, this was drawn Rachel? by Rachel Holbein. <laughs> Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Uh, this is uh, going to haunt me in my in my night thoughts for a very long time.
0: Yeah, and I think this is going to win the contest. So I guess give us your address. We'll send you Mountain Dew Major Millen. Um. Okay, so I can't see the picture anymore, but I'll go off of memory. Um, before you are two naked men, One tall and lean, the other squat and squatting. The thin man has the face of a young, youthful, mirthful teen, as well as uh, a knife, a dagger between his cheeks, his butt cheeks, mind you. And the other guy is fat, oh boy, and he looks looks, uh, embarrassed as if to say, like, i can't carry all these dice what dice you ask oh yes he's got two giant d12s in front of his private parts uh is this a reference when i read well looked at this i was like is this a reference to my dad telling the story on harmontown of me having giant testicles only time will tell i don't know how but i don't know who else but time could tell that's basically the image i'm kind of squatting squatting the way one might take a dump in the woods holding dice whereas jeff is kind of like did i do that kind of like the copper tone girl or whatever is it the copper tone girl i don't know anyway that happens i don't know, I don't know. now
1: All right, Kevin Kevin please put the artwork back up because that, that was very well done Spencer I think you I think you encapsulated it um, yeah I, I it tells a story I, I think this drawing asks asks more questions than it answers also oh, why d12s are, are they are they easier to draw than a d20 is it was that just I just have- making this on the
0: I wouldn't call it laziness, but yeah, I'd have to imagine they're easy to draw. I think like the, they have neater angles, you know, like the angles on a D20 are so slight that like you see multiple faces, but then it's like, you know, how do you light them? How do you shadow them? And like, how do you make sure that the shapes look right while they're, you know still at an angle and you know it's it's a lot of triangles that you're just sticking together you know there's i think there's clearer faces on a d12 maybe i don't know
1: yeah i i also want to ask rachel just just simple choices why like you're a little more yellowish tone i'm a little bit more of a like of a beige neither of us neither of us is particularly tan
0: but I think okay. I kind of have some color. I don't. Know. I, I wouldn't say I'm tan by any stretch. Certainly. Do
1: you think? Do you think she got your um, your shoulder hair exactly right? Just that little wispy uh, bits that, that kind of fly off the, the, let the, let the top of your here. shoulders.
0: No, I don't think I have shoulder hair. I might mean, have a little bit of back hair these days, but I don't think I have shoulder hair.
1: And 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 this. Okay, I have a couple a couple other questions. First of all, thank you, Rachel, for giving me an ass. Uh, Oh, one, yeah. thing I, one, one thing I've never had is a booty, and my booty in this is almost Beyonce level. It's it's really it's it's just uh, uh, it's round.
0: I'm about uh, to take a bite out of that thing.
1: Yeah, it's like a space helmet. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, Spencer's nipples concern me a little bit. Spencer, and be, you can be quite honest. Did she get your nipples right? Because these are. I I I I'm, I think I'm, my. I'm,
0: I Go think ahead. my tits are perkier than that. I think they're they have Not a perky. bit more, yeah. you know, but but other than that, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, maybe it, if I'm leaning forward a little bit, then it works.
1: Rachel has described your 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 nipples and man boobs as I, I would say depressive. They they, <laughs> they look a, like a little down on their luck.
0: <laughs> right. But if you look, where's my. Ma- I,
1: I've just Go noticed ahead. if you if you look at because I am in kind of semi-profile with my back toward camera, but you can see just a bit of my nipple. How big must my nipple be for you to see it from that angle?
0: <laughs> that must, that, I think that's it's like, just kind of like a little dot. It's no, like talk, it's tasteful. No,
1: we're, we're talking about a two-inch nipple, because <laughs> at least inch and a half. But also, okay, that that, that little look that says like who me. Yeah. yeah it's good it's, it's good stuff I mean, is it good stuff or is it fucking alarming i i, I, I i'll i leave it to the audience to decide uh
0: well you get what you ask for you know don't don't be careful what you wish for etc i think yeah. i think this is right exactly what we ask for yeah, so. yeah. It's, it's, like the it's hard the to get magic. too bad yeah <laughs> yeah
1: i mean i i kind of I'm flattered the the shape I'm in in this, in this drawing. I, I look like I went to the gym once in my life. Yeah, you look
0: like you do squats. Why well, are your or feet like, bigger uh, than
1: mine? I, I, what size shoe do you wear, Spencer?
0: I think 12. My feet are a 12. bit smaller than you might assume for my size.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I guess you're a little bit in the foreground, but still, I, I look like I'm wearing a size 9 over there, and I, I don't like that, cause that.
0: Yeah, no, I got big feet in this picture. Yeah,
1: The dagger in the butt, though, I think is a fucking awesome move because no one's looking... Like, like, if someone approached me, like, like face on, and I am naked, and they try to attack me, guess what? I got a butt dagger. So it's <laughs> fucking coming. It's fucking coming to fucking slice you.
0: It's like the classic stiletto from the uh, Victorian uh, high society ladies' times, but in your butt.
1: Someone, on, Kevin said on Discord. Someone said Jeff is COVID side boob. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm dropping a little side boob. It's it's side boob Sundays, everybody. Uh, that means uh, go to your local KFC and get a free uh, a chicken bucket.
0: Whoa, that's that's not what you'd imagine from side boob Sundays.
1: So <laughs> every time somebody points out that it's side boob Sunday on that happens, you, you get uh, just you can drive down right now to your local KFC and just uh, hashtag uh sideboob Sunday if that happens.
0: Now Sideboob Sunday, wasn't that a, a Doug Benson on Twitter kind of I think, I, I think uh, holiday?
1: Doug, I think it is Doug Benson.
0: I don't think he still does that, but yeah, that was uh that was a thing. Do you think and he e- stopped you know the, everybody wins.
1: Do you think he stopped doing it because it wasn't woke after a while? Like to, to point out the sideboob was not woke enough?
0: i would have to imagine that he stopped doing it before it it became like people were like this is gross you should stop doing this i mean i wouldn't be surprised if people said that before but I, you know just culturally i feel like he might have stopped before then but i know that people have been all like doug benson isn't he the guy that would solicit pictures from his fans or whatever you know and people were getting pissed but that was well after the fact to my knowledge yeah. and you know i don't know he had a joke you know there's a lot of gray every area Go ahead.
1: Absolutely. He had a joke. Um, I think it was Doug. I'm almost certain it was Doug. I think I heard it like on like Sirius XM Comedy Channel uh, like a long time ago. And he was going through notes that he had written down while high, and he was mm-hmm. just trying to figure out what the joke was because he'd completely forgotten the point or the premise. And <laughs> one thing he had written down was, All holes Benson. And he was like, I don't know what that means. He goes, but it sounds like something I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Doug, all holes, Benson.
0: When I was a kid, I would watch Comedy Central and he did, I think it was maybe a premium blend or something. It might have been Comedy Central presents, but he, he like his thing when he started up is he was like, I've been working on my segues. And then he was like, I had a baby once. Or I had a dingo once. A baby ate it. You know, babies love Vegas. <laughs> it's just like the fantastic. most ridiculous segue. I, yeah.
1: I did I did. Uh, Doug Loves Movies once. And mm-hmm. I met him backstage. And I, I love and adore Doug Benson. And, of course, we all know that he's famously quite high. Um, he was <laughs> higher than anybody I've ever met before the show. And continued mm-hmm. to get high- during and after. And uh, it's it's a, it's a miracle that anybody could go on stage and be as stoned as Doug and still be that fucking funny. And it was Bill Burr and uh, Pete Holmes. Mm-hmm. And I'd never met either of them. And I'm, I'm backstage. This is at the UCB Theater, which used to be the Tamarin Theater, which is where I started doing improv uh, back you know in the 1820s. And... I I meet Bill Burr. I go, hey man, uh, nice to meet you. And he goes, hey, so we're doing a show with Pete Holmes. Uh, so you and I are never going to talk. <laughs> and he was and he was right. Sure. <laughs> it turns out, like like I didn't even need to be there. Pete Holmes just like completely barnstormed the stage, and uh, and Bill Burr and I were just passing a flask of whiskey back and forth, like just <laughs> like like if, if we're going to sit here, we're going to have a drink. And, uh, sure. But,
0: what was Pete Holmes doing?
1: Uh, talking a lot, but but again, oh, yeah. fucking fantastic, it, it, absolutely. I'm chatty. I talk too much, but it's nice to know that there are certain people in the world who talk way more than I do. <laughs>
0: right. It must make like, you feel better about yourself. Yes.
1: Like yeah, compared to him, I'm taciturn. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking great, though. He was very funny.
0: Jeff Taciturn Davis.
1: Jeff. Taciturn Davis.
0: And it's not every day you get to use that word, you know? So.
1: Yeah. What's it? it w- Prolix. Look that one up, Spencer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't Prolix. even know how to spell that. I'm looking it up.
1: P R O L I X.
0: Oh, that's easy. Using or containing too many words, yeah, semicolon, an an- tediously lengthy.
1: It's is an antonym to taciturn. Mm. You, you know, I think we talked talked about this maybe uh, on previous podcasts. But when people mm-hmm. say "reticent" to mean "reluctant," that bothers me. Reticent means uh, not not really willing to talk, like like like, like you're you, you've clammed up. You're not speaking much. But now people use it as "reluctant." But we already have a word for "reluctant," and it's "reluctant." But we've lost a word, "reticent." Um,
0: right yeah i just looked it up you're right that's interesting i I didn't know that i mean i don't use the word reticent but uh that you know people that's something are you you saying spencer that you're
1: reticent to use the word reticent because if you are uh, no i did it wrong reluctant you you did it wrong exactly
0: i feel like i am a reticent person i mean there's definitely a lot of stuff i do reveal about myself but it's it's all very situational like i i definitely find myself less able to talk about myself around people i know but around strangers i'm like i'll fucking you know I don't need therapy. I'll just do my therapy with anyone who doesn't care. <laughs> you know? I'll just keep going. Um, but yeah, yeah. Oh, I know something. You know, you're you're a famous improv guy, Jeff. I don't think I don't know that we have time to do it. But but in the future, I think you got to you got to teach me how to do improv so I can get better at podcasting. You know.
1: Well, I mean. All all conversation, Spencer, is improvisation. Uh, we are improvising right now. We are not working from a script. When you when you are dungeon mastering, I am, and we, and we go off of the. You are. Yeah. When, when,
0: oh, when, I mean when, yes.
1: Let us let's, let's hearken back to the absolute podcast gold that was our Gillette chicken shaving uh, <laughs> improv. Uh, you you don't think that you did a great job improvising your way through the uh, the chicken shaving?
0: Oh, no, I'm amazing. I just uh, you know, just like formal, you know, zip zap zop and you know finding the game and such. You know, I don't know. I think I think there's a lot that I can do and then there's a lot that I could learn, you know.
1: Let's play it. let's let's do an improv scene right now. Okay. <laughs> Spencer, uh give us a place that two people might run into each other.
0: Uh, uh boxing match
1: a boxing match and uh every uh sentence Spencer has to be in the form of a question
0: okay All right. are you punching me who I, who who <laughs>
1: are you asking oh, me who's no. punching are you asking me if i'm punching you?
0: Are you talking to me?
1: You, uh, well, would I be an idiot if I were talking to somebody else?
0: Would you be an idiot? I have to. Nope. That's a sentence. Shit. Okay. Right. So now I like run off stage and I got to run back on stage, right?
1: Yes. Yes. But but now you have to wear a hat. Now you're wearing a hat.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Can you get a load of these guys talking during a match? Are you the referee? Do I look like I'm wearing stripes? Uh,
1: you see, yeah, you, see, you won. You fucking won improv. You just won. Improv. I
0: lost first, though.
1: But okay, it's <laughs> but a tie. We'll call, we'll call it a I tie. I feel
0: like I'm learning. I'm, I'm learning. But I've heard that aren't questions stealers and answers are gifts?
1: I've never heard it said that way. <laughs> yeah, there, there is a thing in improv where asking questions to start off a scene is not a great idea because you're putting the onus on the other person. So if you mm-hmm. walk into right, a scene right. and say, what are you doing here? That's not, <laughs> that, that's not offering any information. What you've done is made somebody else supply the information. So, yeah, questions mm-hmm. aren't great unless the question is informative. Like, doctor, is there a reason why there is a syringe in my butt? That, see that, that oh, is a okay. question that also starts the scene
0: right because questions are stealers because you're talking but you're not actually giving anyone anything to work with right correct so it's like you're kind of skipping your turn if you will
1: also there's a rule called yes and you, you want to say yes to things um but also there's that, that's a rule that's meant to be broken if you know what you're doing you can say like hey doctor do you know why there's a, a syringe in my butt so i um, I'm not your doctor, but I'd be happy to check it out for you. Like so, that's so that's saying no, but also elevating the scene a little bit. Now things have become interesting.
0: Right, that's what they call a no but. <laughs> no but. It's like a yes and. It's a no but. I, I,
1: I'm. I come from the no but school of comedy, and also, <laughs> as as my friend Dan O'Connor said from a uh, improv Olympic, I come from the pointing and shouting school of comedy because volume. <laughs> Volume ensures quality.
0: <laughs> sure. I mean,
1: I, sure. They, we got a point. <laughs> oh, yeah. No! You're sure. <laughs> I, I, I did this thing the other day. A friend of mine, Bren, who is a, an, a teacher in San Diego area for uh, fifth graders, asked me to come and do... They're teaching their kids, their fifth grade class, there's 75 kids, and they're talking this month about comedy. So they've been asking kids to like, look at old comedy, watch old movies, and then come and do sketches and maybe write some comedy or tell a joke. And so I got on and talked about improv with 75 kids, and it was absolutely one of the greatest things I've done since the COVID thing happened was, was just Mm -hmm. going on and hanging out with a bunch of uh, school kids. And I'm almost certain that my level of humor lowered their IQs. And I think I took them back down (laughs) to third grade because (laughs) instantly we're just doing dumb dad jokes, but it was Mm. so cool. And, uh, one kid had signed on as Jeff Davis and for some reason, he had a mustache. I, 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 I have no idea what, was, what the point was, but it was very good. It, it, was just, it was very nice to feel like I had done anything of quality at all by just hanging out with a bunch of uh, fifth graders and talking about jokes and comedy and shit. It was great
0: yeah i mean you know kids can be very aloof and like what's this guy doing but i think like if a ki- kids are like vaguely at all interested or engaged in something that you know you're working with them on i think that's like incredibly rewarding you know it's, here, it here was really the like freaky cool.
1: part because like like we're doing a zoom thing right now and i'm looking at three windows me kevin and you spencer mm-hmm. this was a huge gallery of people and yeah, on the screen you couldn't even see the whole gallery that that was the first Zoom thing I'd been on where you saw loads of people. And they were fifth graders. So you're looking into up to 75 people's uh, homes. Right. Like wh- wh- wherever they put their laptop, you, you're seeing 75 living rooms, bedrooms, kitchens, whatever. And, the, and they're fifth graders. And there was one kid who kept getting beaten up by a clearly older sibling and kept oh, coming what? in. And he was wearing a Miami Heat uh, jersey and just kept up just just nailing the kid that was on camera. This this guy was probably in seventh grade, eighth grade, mm. and he was just beaten up. I'm like, do we have to call anybody? Like, is anybody else watching the, uh, the physical assault that's going on right now? Uh, yeah. But, but the, the groovy thing was they were... Like, funnier than me. They, they were all just, like, interested <laughs> and funny and silly and also bored out of their minds because they're just living in their little bubble. And uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure the one kid that was be- being uh, physically attacked can't wait to get back to school, so <laughs> he's in a different classroom than sure. fucking yeah, his o- older brother. Bad news. Uh, right. Happuccinos, I'm going to raise a toast to you. Wherever you are, Hapucinos, uh it's Frenette Branca time.
0: Frenette Branca, brought to you by Italy, I think, or France, probably Italy. I want to say Italy. Italy, home of the spaghetti. (laughs) Try some today. That's a good commercial.
1: (laughs) I'm so happy that we did a MeUndies ad because...
0: Oh, yeah, before the show, we did a MeUndies ad.
1: Yeah. Kevin, will will, will this air during this episode or, or some other episode or some other podcast? We do need to do an ad break.
0: I was going to say, yeah, we didn't do an ad break.
1: Hey, uh, uh, let's do an ad break uh, because I haven't talked about underwear in a long time. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's Jeff B. Davis. I'm here with Spencer Crittenden, and that happens is pretty goddamned excited that we're doing an ad for Me Undies again. If you're a Harmontown follower, you'll know that Spencer and I are huge enthusiasts of the best underwear on the GD planet. And Me Undies is back uh, with, with a whole new flavor.
0: Hi, friends. MeUndies believes that comfort is about more than what's touching your skin. It's about feeling comfortable in your skin. You're a total badass, and what you wear should only accentuate that fact. That's why MeUndies not only uses a sustainable, breathable, soft-as-heck fabric, but they also give you endless styles to choose from. It's a total comfort inside and out.
1: Yeah, I mean, because Spencer, you want to be a badass, but you don't want underwear that makes your ass bad. MeUndies yeah, makes mean- your ass a badass in the good way. In the, in the same way that uh, hot is cool and cool is hot. Uh, l- listen, man. I, I, Spencer, are you wearing meandies currently? Because I know I am. I'm wearing uh, currently, and not, not out of any political reason, not out of any uh, necessary choice in my, uh, in my underwear game, I'm wearing my uh, one-love black power meandies right now, uh, which I think is timely right now. And uh, I, I like that... Uh, my junk is supporting, uh, uh, people <laughs> and my people, I mean, my genitals and also other people.
0: You call your genitals, your people. <laughs> Me undies offers classic colors and ridiculous prints. It's all so you can fully express yourself in your own unique way. Jeff, were you about to express yourself in your own unique way?
1: The thing with me, Andy Spencer, is my balls and dick are expressing themselves in ways that I'm not even aware of right now. There's a party going on in my pants that no one is invited to. uh, And yet, uh, I think it's a party that we all should be a part of. I mean, is there a way for people to find out how to buy these things, Spencer?
0: I could do you one better because you don't just have to buy them. You could never leave your couch again with a MeUndies membership, a monthly subscription that sends new pairs right to your door. With site-wide savings and exclusive sales, you'll automatically pay less for everything. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off in free shipping. They also have problem-free philosophy. It's not just a guarantee, it's a philosophy, a worldview, if you will. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. Caveats, no questions, just exchanges and money and products being swapped around.
1: Are you saying for first-time purchasers they get fifteen percent off? I'm telling you, I'm a longtime user of MeUndies, and uh, I like my MeUndies one hundred percent off. If you know what I'm talking. Sure.
0: About. Well, <laughs> you mean you like being naked? I
1: like big naked. <laughs> 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 I for some reason MeUndies sent me some Star Wars underwear that is size small. And uh, I I don't know who to give these to. I I don't know anybody during COVID that as a male that is size small anymore. We've all gone up a belt loop <laughs> or two. Me undies. It's the underwear that's fun to wear, and every me undies, It's the underwear that's fun to wear, and every Holy other crap. underwear is uh, uh, is bullshit.
0: <laughs> the underwear that's fun to wear. That's <laughs> That's
1: I think I, I think I've used that before. Look, am I ripping myself off from previous Mandy's ads? Possibly. I'm just so happy that our podcast has now been properly legitimized. Thank you, Mandy's, for giving us the sponsorship that we fucking deserve. It's the best. I, and look, I, I, Spencer and I—we're not really joking here. Spencer and I will lie about other ads. We're not lying Mm. about MeUndies. This is good underwear. And if you don't have some, get some.
0: MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off in free shipping. To get your 15% off your first order in free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash that happens. That's MeUndies.com slash that happens.
1: Cause you're stopping the vaping and cigarettes are for assholes. I've had some bad times, I've lived through some sad times, but now I'm switching for real. You picked a fine time to switch to Lucy. Hello, I'm Jeff B. Davis, sitting here with Spencer Crittenden, talking about a nicotine alternative. Are you one of those smoking types? Are you one of those D-bag ding-dongs that's out in the parking lot vaping and and not landing your skateboard tricks? Well, we got something uh, to make uh, smokers former smokers with a better and cleaner nicotine alternative.
0: Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck a bunch of beep it's been researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. You're not patients, you're people. We're talking about Lucy. This, this is to help you uh,
1: kick the old smoker habit. Uh, it, it, it's a cleaner, less offensive way to get around. Uh, they got flavors like wintergreen cinnamon and pomegranate and guess what That tastes good um Lu- lucy uh, also has lo- a lozenge spencer with four milligrams of nicotine and cherry ice flavor that sounds uh, almost so good it makes me want to start nicotine
0: <laughs> oh yeah each and every flavor actually tastes great and it's convenient and discreet products can be enjoyed anywhere on flights at work or on the go even in the gym
1: all, you, you know all those places that you can totally go to right now right you can enjoy Lucy in all of those places when you go home with a with a, with a, a person a, a lady in my case but you know what you guys do whatever you want um, and you get up in the morning and my hair and my pillow smells like uh, a discarded ashtray um, I'd rather it smell like a cherry ice lozenge uh, and I, I don't I don't think anybody would disagree with that uh, forget the cigarette. I would say escape the vape. I would say skip your dip. Also, if you're still dipping, what are
0: you, a minor league baseball coach? Please don't dip. (laughs) Yeah, if you're putting stuff in your mouth anyway, just get some loosey nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. (laughs) a subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. That happens. Listeners go to Lucy.co and use promo code happens to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's Lucy.co and use promo code happens at checkout. Also, Jeff, do, 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 do the legal, do the
1: legal (laughs) stuff, Spencer. You're better at it than I am.
0: Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and use that promo code HAPPENS.
1: You picked a fine time to switch to Lucy. Now you're not vaping like, a, like an asshole in front of the 7-Eleven. I've had some bad times, but now I'm having good times. And this time you're switching for real. You picked a phantom to switch to Lucy, C-O. There you go. And we're back. We just talked about underwear for a while. Oh,
0: I love them, me undies, Jeff.
1: <laughs> oh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry, you caught me smoking the devil's uh, the devil's
0: cactus. What, what was it? I'm here to talk to you about beyondies The devil's lettuce made into panties You know I love to wear tight shorts On the In the squared circle I
1: don't know It's all Uh, I'm I'm Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, brother. Uh, I'm Randy Savage talking about meundies. Uh, ooh, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna nestle your balls, brother. They're gonna they're gonna settle your labia, sister. I don't know. I think Wearing
0: meundies is just like slapping into a slim <laughs> <laughs> is, is,
1: is Is Macho Man Randy Savage still with us? Did he die? Is he still around?
0: I think he's dead.
1: I think he. I think he died. Yeah. But the iron. The, but the iron cheek goes on, and he's still being hilarious on Twitter, unless somebody has, <laughs> yeah. like, ghost-writed, uh, uh his account. Because goddamn it, it's funny.
0: He's incredible on Twitter. It's, he's just like shitting on people. It's like so good. All right.
1: I mean, do. Okay, so I am in the car, Spencer, and I have the chicken, mm-hmm. and I'm on the run.
0: Okay, I'm
1: on the sure. run from a barbarian CEO of the Gillette Corporation. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't need, is is there a parent company of, of Gillette? Like, who, who does Gillette work for, or is Gillette like? It might be Johnson and Johnson.
0: Looking this up. Yeah. Procter
1: and Gamble. Procter and Gamble. Fuck yeah.
0: Ugh.
1: Okay. Procter and Gamble. But didn't they also make board games? That's Milton Bradley. Milton Bradley. But didn't Gamble also make board games?
0: Maybe Here's before. A, our,
1: our podcast that happens is mostly me asking questions, where the audience can go Google their, their <laughs> to their heart's desire. Um, okay, Let, let's 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 play some actual D anD D, Spencer, because last time, uh, Fuzzy Knuckles was running about and stabbing some some. Some bugs. Uh, can, can, can you give us a, a brief recap, and we can get into some hardcore, legit D and motherfucking D.
0: Balls to the wall. Yeah. Should we get the music going? Let's do it. Last time on that happens, our heroes had just shrugged off a Sturge attack and were licking their wounds yet again. In the attic of the haunted house they were looking through on the behalf of Hush Money oh yes they found Beef Fungus Ned and they were searching the house they looked in rooms and found mold and trash that's basically all they found throughout the whole house but then a staircase leading downwards to the first floor they went to the first floor and there was another staircase leading to a basement or perhaps a cellar a wine cellar going down there they heard the horrid screams of ghouls and ghosties and haunted tortured souls oh brother these were the haunted haunts that they had heard about but when they got down to the cellar there was no ghost that they could, they could see, although ghosts are invisible, so that doesn't necessarily mean everything. They looked around and found broken, shattered wine bottles and such, and a corpse. And stabbing the corpse with its own sword, they released a swarm of rock grubs, which they now face in the cellar of the haunted house. W- w- okay. What are the
1: what are the bugs called? The swarm swarm
0: of what? Swarm of rot grubs.
1: Rot grubs. And and describe them for me, if you would.
0: Rot grubs are finger-sized maggots that eat living or dead flesh. Although they can subsist on plant matter, they infest corpses and piles of decaying matter and attack living creatures that disturb them. After burrowing in the flesh of a living creature, a rot grub instinctively chews its way to the heart in order to kill its host. Jesus Christ. Yeah, not Uh, fun.
1: Do I have... Like a poison thing? Or is that another character? Fuzzy Knuckles? I don't know if you have poison yet. No, I don't. Um, is it? it oh. Um, I throw um, an oil flask on them and a uh, like a Tinder match and try to like just light them on fire.
0: All right. Let's roll initiative first. Then. Big copper
1: initiative is just yeah. just a straight roll that I rolled.
0: Yeah, it's a roll plus your dexterity bonus. Uh,
1: thirteen.
0: That's including your bonus. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna go first, then Ned, then uh Big Copper, and then the Rock Grubs. So yeah, you're throwing a flask in.
1: Yeah, I'm throwing an oil flask and. Uh, like, can I can I light a match and throw th- throw it at them? Yeah. Uh, so I, like, Let's I c- say c-
0: it's. Mhm. Go ahead. Let's say you throw the oil flask and that's easy enough because you're just hitting the corpse. And um but then to actually throw the match that's going to be some sort of roll. So if you want to roll a dexterity check, um we'll see.
1: That will be 13 again.
0: All right, so that's going to hit. Um you hit. It lights up. It lights fire. Up! It lights up fire. Roll <laughs> it. Roll a D six.
1: A D six. Mm hmm. Six.
0: All right. So they they catch fire. This that they're, they're as they kind of leave the the corpse, they catch fire and they're they're burning with oil. They continue to burn as they start to swarm and such. um all right, do you want to move or anything? You're the closest to the the grubs cuz you stabbed the corpse.
1: Um well, I certainly want to get myself into a uh, like like yeah, I I I I walk away and like get into a, like a like a corner where no one can get behind me. So like no none of these things Are they are they all on fire?
0: No, because some of them are still in the corpse, but yeah, they're they're on fire.
1: Okay, so yeah, so I I kind of reposition myself, uh, like kind of like back up, so I can get in, you know, fighting range.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Meaning, um, me, so me, we, me, meaning well, cowardice range. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I I'm pretty freaked out, and I just do what no what anybody would do is back up a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, swarm of weird grubs, like vicious attacky ones um, mm-hmm. so the big copper is gonna use his his go-to which is the poison spray um, nice he's gonna hit so that's good this thing has been really helpful let's see he's gonna roll damage <laughs>
1: the big copper 11
0: yeah well it's just I think he's hit almost every single time with a poison spray. So, um, and it does a D 12 damage, so that's not bad, you know? Um, so yeah, he hits for 11 poison damage and, um, now it's, uh, Ned's turn, but he's going to run up the stairs. He's not going to try and bitch slap the, the grubs. Okay. Um, all right. So now it's the, the swarm's turn. They're going to, they're going to, they're, you know, uh, big copper's closer. So they're going to go after him. They kind of start to swarm him. And they hit at him. All right, they start climbing into his, into the, the, the bits of his body and stuff. They're kind of infesting him. Jesus Christ! Um, yeah, it's not good. He gets two two grubs. Kind of find their way inside <laughs> of him.
1: Hey, what, what remind me what beef fungus Ned's uh, like racing classes.
0: He's a human and he doesn't you don't know what his class is because he hasn't really he hasn't talked about it and you haven't asked. And also he doesn't seem to have any specific abilities or anything, you know, Um, so he's like, oh, no, baby, this is bad news.
1: Wait, that's um, that, that's big copper. Not, that's not beef. Hungry, that's what.
0: Yeah, that's what he says. The big Ned doesn't say that. He's he's silent as he kind of runs up the stairs. He's kind of halfway up the stairs, kind of looking and seeing what's going on. Um, and then they're on fire, so they're also going to take six damage. Um, okay, so it looks like most of them are dead, but not quite. So now it's your turn.
1: Um. So how, how, there, there, there's a little infestation of, of finger-sized maggots on the on the on the floor. How, how many are them? Uh, of them, are there?
0: Uh, let's say there's about ten.
1: Ten. Are they that are, are they clustered to,
0: outside of the body?
1: Are they clustered together?
0: Yeah, not super tightly. They're maybe within a couple inches of each other.
1: Okay. Well, it, in my uh, equipment it says I have a hammer. I just go in there and just start hammering. I just start just <laughs> whacking like like a All whack-a-mole right. at, the, at the Chuck E. Cheese. I, I, I go in there and just fucking let them have it.
0: Roll, roll it up. Ooh!
1: Wait, plus what? Uh,
0: d- d- your dex bonus. I don't think you use your proficiency because um, it's a hammer. So I think just your dex bonus.
1: Okay, well, how about this? 23.
0: Oh, so is that a critical hit?
1: Yeah, I believe I rolled a nineteen and added four. If that means...
0: Oh, okay. So that's not a critical then. That's still good. Uh, roll one d six for smashing damage.
1: I, another six for real.
0: <laughs> oh shit! All right, you smash, you smash, and you smash and you smash some more. You smash every every last grub, and the rest of the gl- grubs kind of erupt and and burn as they kind of boil out of the corpse, and you know nothing's nothing's moving. Um. So you think you've killed the swarm?
1: I think I have, or I, do I know I have? Uh,
0: for the intents and purpo- for the for the purposes of the game, you have. Okay. Um, but Big Copper's like, "Oh no, yeah, you, you got any more of that oil?
1: I do. I, I have I have one more oil flask.
0: Can I uh, light light me a fire? I gotta burn these grubs out of me.
1: I, I hand big copper the oil flask and uh, like uh, a tinder or whatever like a, a match
0: All right he uh, he start he kind of like pours some of the some of the oil into the area where the, uh, the 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 grubs kind of got into his body and he lights it on fire and you can see kind of smoke coming out of his body and he starts patting it down after a little bit and he takes he takes uh, he takes three damage. But, um, he's like, I think that got him cooked, baby
1: <laughs> i i I take a deep breath and go, Um, you learn something new every day. I didn't know that uh you could just pour oil into your own body and light it on fire and save your own life, only dealing three damage um it must- it must be nice to be uh a robot like a, a man made of copper
0: hey man you could do this too i bet you didn't know this but all sorts of oil and fire is great for biting and and, and burning out all sorts of parasites and insects such as ticks okay
1: all right so I, I examined the room that we're in is is this the room where we heard the ghostly haunting uh sounds
0: um, more or less, yeah, when you started coming down the stairs, that's when you heard, heard the sounds. They sound like they're coming from down below you, but it wasn't clear, um, exactly what was happening. Um, if you're examining the room, roll an investigation check.
1: Investigation?
0: Where's my investigation? Um, 14. All right, so, um, you find... You find that amongst the the bottles and racks of, of broken wine bottles and stuff, there's actually an intact bottle of wine. Um, it's got a unicorn that's wearing some flashy clothes on it. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a cork sealed bottle of wine. Um, you don't know um, anything about the the... the what do you call it? the vineyard that this came from? It's not the name isn't recognizable uh, to you or anything, but it's called um, what's it called? It's called Victory Vineyard. Um, so you found that and then also cruising around the room some more. You notice a slight seam in the south wall that you didn't notice before. It seems to be some sort of secret door.
1: Um, I, I pick up the bottle of wine for certain. And- <laughs> yeah. And they walk is is there anything to be to, to be uh read on the label or just what you said?
0: It's uh it's it's Victory Vineyard and then um it doesn't say what kind of wine it is. There's the unicorn, um there's not, you know, a nutrition or anything and although, you know, some marketing has more text than others, this one doesn't. It just says the name of the vineyard and that's it.
1: Okay, so I, it doesn't I go and say invest- what kind of wine it is. I pick up the bottle and I go investigate the seam in the wall.
0: All right, it's a it's a freaking secret door. <laughs> uh, you're not sure how to open it.
1: Uh, I, I I is is there a, like a, a lock mechanism or a handle or anything like that?
0: You don't see anything like that. You just see the outline of the door, and you get the sense that like, why would there be a door shaped outline?
1: Well, <laughs> I know, I, no I, try, I try pushing it.
0: Okay, you push it and it goes in exactly like one centimeter before stopping. And now it's kind of pushed in a little bit. So it definitely was supposed to move like that, but that's as far as it goes inward.
1: I turn to big copper and I say, "Hey, big copper, you're bigger than me. I'm a little guy. Uh, would you? Well, no, no, I'm not. I, I'm thinking I'm bone level. I'm fuzzy knuckles. I'm quite big." Uh I, yeah. I, I just I, I run at it and ram it with my shoulder and, and just try to give it a good old fashioned FBI like breaking and enter fourth amendment violating uh breaking. <laughs> All
0: right, roll a strength check.
1: <laughs> roll a constitutional uh <laughs> violation check. Okay, that was strength. That's not very good. Uh five total.
0: Yeah, you ram into it with a big wham, and it doesn't feel great, but it doesn't hurt that bad. But at the same time, the your, your body is telling you that, like, oh, I don't know. Like, it seems like it's moved all it can move in this direction.
1: So how big is the opening now?
0: It's only about a centimeter, but it's like you pushed it in. You kind of, like, pushed it into the wall. So now it's like a, a one-centimeter depression. Um, yeah. And, and uh, you're saying- Ned kind of... Ned kind of wanders down and is looking at what you're doing.
1: Um, so you're saying that, that, that I, I get the feeling that this is as far as that's going to open, no matter how hard I try? Or, or just with the... Uh, but, it,
0: mm-hmm. Go ahead.
1: Like, answer that question
0: okay big copper comes up and he's like oh you better give this to me i'm an artificer baby and this right here is artifice and he kind of appraises it he does a check and he's like oh you see you did one of three things necessary to open this door and he pushes it um he kind of he he puts his hand on it to provide friction and slides it to the left and he slides it about half open and then he pushes it forward again and it kind of swings in so so he opens the door for you um he's like so that's what you were supposed to do and (laughs) I talk like this now
1: I I gotta say big copper since I've met you which is I think today uh even though it takes us a lot of time to get anything done. Uh, you you sort of you sort of mellowed out a little bit. Like you you're you're, you're not the kind of high energy big copper. Are, are we are, are we all just tired?
0: I got oh do I sound like this? Uh, no, there that's we not go. Right.
1: That's the big I copper that I remember.
0: I think um, this is the big copper. Oh baby, I I,
1: I I I squeezed through the the opening in the door.
0: Hell yeah. Oh wait, no, I talk like this. Okay, <laughs> um <laughs> This torchlit chamber was once a large cellar, but it has since been converted into living quarters. Ten crude beds stand along the south wall, each with a wooden locker at its foot. A long wooden trestle table, ringed by rickety stools, dominates the center of the room. Metal cutlery, cups, and dirty plates sit atop the table. A cook stove is installed near the table, and evidence of recently cooked meals sits in pots atop it. A large ham hangs from a loop of twine near the stove. A sturdy set of stairs leads to a trapdoor in the ceiling above. There are two wooden doors in the east side of the room and uh i should also say that it's not covered in mold and trash like the rest of the house so someone has been living here
1: someone has actually uh has been a good roommate is what you're saying exactly like this this place has (laughs) been taken care of
0: yeah they haven't done the dishes
1: not like callie kazoo who plays her guitar (laughs) right behind your wall like Mm -hmm. that's a good roommate um, yeah. I'm joking, of course. Love you, Kelly. Um, I'm not. Fuck you, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I go and examine the the, the, the uh, like the Footlocker's.
0: Okay. Um, they're locked.
1: I, I use thieves' tools to open one of them just just, just out of curiosity.
0: Well, you open it, and what's inside absolutely blows your mind. But what was inside? We'll find out next time. Oh
1: shit. Cliffhanger. Hey, Happuccinos, thank you so much for listening to uh, Spencer and I and Kevin. Thank you so much for producing it, and making great uh, podcasts uh, situations happen. Um, Spencer, mm-hmm. wh- what do you got to plug?
0: Uh just my Twitch again. I'll probably be streaming tonight, maybe seven PM or something, maybe maybe earlier. But yeah, twitch.tv slash the slur. What about you, Jeff?
1: I got I'll, it's just this and uh my Patreon uh storytime with Jeff B. Davis on Patreon where I tell stories. Uh there's a new uh story if you're at the uh, Knight and Davis level Colin Mockery tells hilarious stories about his uh, life in the theater when he was young. Uh, Very funny stuff. Uh, It's supporting me trying to write a book, uh, which turns out takes time and and, and effort, which I'm not great at, but uh, I I love you all for listening. And uh, Spencer, always great to see you. Your beard has grown back like, like a chia pet and it's absolutely magical. Uh, Sure. Kevin, uh, thank you for still being alive. Uh, uh, I've been Jeff Davis, and will continue to be until next time we see you. Uh, and Spencer's going to send you off. That that happens, send off.
0: Go with God. <laughs>